I hope that that goes through your mind tomorrow on Christmas Day. Why? I've got the J, I've got the O, I've got the Y. You know, isn't that video that we just watched, many of you have probably already seen it on uh, Facebook or online, but uh, I saw that and I thought, you know, that's perfect. I mean, he does a, the family does a great job for one. I, I kind of wish I was that good of an actor, but, uh, but they're right, aren't they? We do have gifts already, even before tonight or tomorrow morning, whatever your tradition for opening gifts is. Uh, we have so many gifts in our life already. And, and I hope that we think about that. And, and of course, the biggest gift that we celebrate tonight is Jesus. God. Emmanuel. God with us. The prophecy of old declared, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. That's Jesus. And he is our Savior. And saving the human race is messy business. I mean, look at us, right? Look around you. Look at our world. Look at, look at our country. We're a mess. We're a mess right now. We get jealous. We're selfish. We murder. We steal. We lie. We treat our neighbors and our co-workers and our bosses with contempt. We're, we're prideful. We're we're arrogant, we, we get overcome by greed, and I could, of course, go on and on and on. The list never ends. I mean, we are so human. All of us in this room, and those watching online tonight, uh, when we look back on the length of time we've been alive, we could make a list, I think, pretty long of sins in which we have committed. A long list of sin. But you know, that's why... That's why this celebration is so powerful and meaningful. That's why we're here tonight. We are here tonight because 2,000 years ago, something incredible happened, something earth-shattering, universe-changing. 2,000 years ago, God made a move that would change life as people knew it before he came. He took the step. Really the only step that would change anything. And he came to save us. He came to stay, save us out of our sticky situation. The Bible says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I mean, what a gift, right? What a gift. If you've never heard that verse read in a church, you've probably at least seen the reference in the end zone of a football game at one time or another. John 3.16. Yeah, it's the truth. It really happened. Jesus really came. He came just as it's recorded in Luke chapter 2 that I read this evening. Jesus came. The angels proclaimed it. The shepherds, among, among a few others, witnessed it. The magi from the east went on a long journey to worship him. History records the events surrounding his birth and later witnessed his power and might firsthand as he healed the sick, as he made the lame walk and the blind to see. He raised the dead. He controlled nature with his voice. Prophets saw him with their very own 
implies this promise of God to save Israel and the nations. Jesus came near. But in each one of those situations when he healed people, he did something even more amazing than that. You see, he forgave their sin. Your sins are forgiven, Jesus would often say, before he even healed anyone. You see, Jesus came for a purpose, and it wasn't simply to heal our physical ailments, to heal our, or to provide for us financially, or whatever, whatever is on our list every morning that we ask God for. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 and 21, an angel spoke to Joseph and said this, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sin. He will save his people. He will save people from their sin. He came into the mess that we made out of the world and became our Savior to save us from the brokenness of our lives, our willful disobedience, the darkness that we see every day in our world. In John 3.17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Jesus didn't need to condemn us. That's not why he came, because we were already condemned. We are already condemned in our sin. The Bible says this, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Jesus came to save. Now some people tend to get hung up on the saved part. Maybe that's you sitting here this evening. You get offended when someone tells you that you need saved. I had a gentleman say that to me one time. He said, why? I mean, he was sort of taken back. Why, why do you think I need saved? He said to him, or he said to me. Now, if that's you, please hear me out tonight. If, if you're here tonight or listening online and don't know Jesus as your Savior, then you do need saved. You are lost. Without Jesus, you are lost. Now, just listen for a moment longer and see if these next few words won't change your mind if you're kind of hung up, hung up on the word lost. Now some people believing, believe being called spiritually lost is a, is a put-down, but, but it's not. It's actually a great compliment to be called spiritually lost. Hang with me. There's a difference between losing something and misplacing something, isn't there? If I misplace something, it means that it really wasn't that important to me. But if I lose something, I look high and low to try and find that thing which was lost. You see, you misplace a bobby pin. You lose your glasses. Or you lose your car keys. If I lose something, it's valuable enough for me to try and find it. People are only lost if they're worth finding. Think of it this way. The value of a masterpiece that's lost doesn't go down when it's lost. It goes up. 
Human beings lose a lot when we're not connected to God. We lose our direction, we lose our protection, we lose our potential, we lose our happiness, our future home in heaven, just to name a few. But there's one thing we don't lose, and that's our value. You are so valuable. Think about this. You are so valuable that God paid the price of his very own self to save you. It bears repeating, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. What a gift. Jesus died and rose again so that we could be saved. He took our sin upon himself and sacrificed himself in our place. You matter so much to God that he went on a rescue mission to save you. He came to earth as a little baby so that one day he could die on a wooden cross for your sin and for mine. And then he rose again. You see, the Christmas story, one thing that it reveals is our value to God. God loved you enough to send his very best, Jesus. Never forget. Never forget you matter to God. Now John 3.16 says that he gave. Jesus Christ is the greatest gift given. And the question I want to ask you tonight is this. Have you received the gift or not? Have you received the gift? And if not, will you? What's stopping you? What are you afraid of? If you're here tonight and you know that Jesus is your Savior, you've, you've surrendered your life to him, I want you to take the next few moments to thank him for being your Savior. To pause tonight and thank him for saving you. And when we close in just a few moments the night with the song Silent Night, I want you to use that time, fixate on those words and on your Savior and worship him. Now, if you're here tonight and you're lost, if you came here tonight and, and you're not sure if you've ever put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Savior, I want to ask you to do that right now. Jesus came to save you. And right now, as you sit here, Jesus is calling to your heart. Won't you receive his gift as he offers to you? Won't you believe? Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What great news. What a Christmas gift to unwrap this Christmas season. I want to ask us to, to just close, close our eyes if you don't have them already closed. And if you hear him calling, it, it, it will be unmistakable. You will, you'll just get this sense that God is drawing you to himself. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead in a prayer, and, and this isn't magic words. It's not the prayer or the words that save us. It's Jesus is the one that saves us. And it's, 
It's our heart responding to his call on our life. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I do hear you calling to me tonight. And I know I've been running from you. And I I want to confess right now that there's nothing I can do to save myself. I've tried. Oh, I've tried. I want to confess to you right now that I am lost and need you to rescue me. Jesus, I believe that you are God. That you came to earth, died on a cross, and rose again three days later. I believe this. You've been calling me. I know. I've heard it. And tonight, I surrender to you now. I receive your gift. In Jesus' name, our Savior. Amen. And now, if you were lost, and you prayed that, and you know that it was real in your heart, why not tell somebody? Why not let a friend know? Why not let a family member know? Why not, you know, go to our church website. Find one of our email addresses or phone numbers. Send us a direct message on Facebook if you're watching on Facebook tonight. Maybe, maybe you're here tonight and, and after this you're like, wow, oh, maybe that's the first time you've heard any of this and you still have questions. I would love to have coffee and answer some of those questions that you might have. You could jump on our church website and fill out a prayer request form and ask us to pray for you or to meet with you because you have some questions. Jesus, our rescuer, our savior, our greatest gift. Right now I want Joyce to come up here onto the platform. She's going to play for us Silent Night and I just want to mention a couple candle safety issues, points. Um, Grab your candles and hold them and we'll we'll start singing and I'll light mine and start it up here in the front and if you could just pass the light back towards the back of the church and um, an usher is going to start it up there in the balcony. Now, when you light your candle, uh, this is important, especially to our cleaning ladies. Uh, tip the unlit candle to the lit one, not the other way around. So if, you, if your candle is lit, hold it right like this and let the other person do this. Otherwise, you know what happens. It gets on the chair and the carpet. Uh, please keep your lit candle a safe distance away from the person in front of you and next to you. Some of you ladies may have used too much hairspray tonight and it is flammable. So, um, and then at the conclusion of the service when you blow your candle out, if you could just continue to hold it upright until that wax hardens before you drop it to your side, we would appreciate that as well. Um, Joyce.
silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child holy infant so tender and mild sleep in heavenly peace sleep in heavenly Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sign, glories stream from heaven afar. Heavenly hosts sing hallelujah. Christ the Savior is born. Christ the Savior is born. Night, holy night, Son of God, love's pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face. The dawn of redeeming grace. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon virgin mother and child. Holy infant, so tender and mild, sleep heavenly peace, sleep in heavenly peace.
Christmas. Jesus is the light of the world.